Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. I am Frank Stample. You are watching us live on the Sports Grid TV network. And the big game is nearly here. Super Bowl 54, LIV, Kansas City Chiefs going up against the San Francisco 49ers. I am excited. I am so excited for this game. And I'm not even a fan of either one of these teams. Could have fooled me. But help me talk about this game. For the next hour, going up until 2 p.m. Eastern time, no Chris Venture today. The closer is out. He's still getting married, prepping for Bora Bora. But I do have the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz. Jim Day, what's going on, buddy? How's everything going? Hey, everything's going great. A couple more days till Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to it. The only question I have is, why does it take two days to get married in a courthouse? I have no idea what's going on. I think he had to go get a license yesterday, and then he had to go get married in some kind of city hall today and so that they can make it legal when they go to Bora Bora. I don't know, man. You know, for someone who's actually getting married next year, I probably should know these things, but I guess uh, uh, I, I still got time, some time. Yeah. I still got some time here, Jim, so uh, no rush. Let's, let's not rush the process here. Let's take it nice and slow. I'll let Chris Venture worry about all the... Plenty of time to get out from under. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Licenses, city halls, Bora Bora, travel fees, marriage fees, whatever you got, Chris Ventra. Uh, I'll let him worry about that for now. Next year, uh, that'll be my time. But for now, we'll talk to George Kurtz, someone else who's married. George, do you have to go through all this as well? City hall, Bora Bora, I feel like you kept it simple. I did do a city hall thing, which actually is keeping it simple. You're right. Uh, I did not get the marriage certificate the day before. Uh, I think I had a little bit more preparation than that. I don't remember how much longer I did it beforehand. And I also wonder, is Jim Day the bad guy on today's show? Because you and I are wearing white. Jim is wearing black. Ooh, Jim Day, the villain. I, I guess maybe technically based on our picks, if if you and I, George, are on the same side and Jim Day is on the other side, that would potentially make him the villain here, Jim. Well, the only thing I'll say to that, since uh, we haven't really announced it yet, this is the last day of the frenzy for this season. Right. Um, I just figured I, I had to go with my FantasyTaz.com shirt. The That's throwback. <laughs> the OG. The FantasyTaz.com shirt right there. Uh, and he's wearing the black. Don't worry. It's not a funeral. It's the, the end of the season here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Uh, but, yes, it is worth mentioning. And, and uh, that, by the way, both, both George and Frank, you guys don't agree. I don't uh, agree. Your bets. Uh, Frank has Kansas City. George has San Francisco. How do you know that I have Kansas City, Jim? Because it's listed on the SportsGrid.com page. <laughs> Crap. The Super Bowl <laughs> LIV I was page. Like, oh. Jim did his homework. Jim did his homework. He came in homework. here. Uh, he came in here firing, ready to go. I'm like, wait, how did you know that? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't tell okay, anyone well, that. Th- just oh, wait, to I tell did. you. <laughs> just to tell you, there were 18 experts that listed their picks. Right. And this is how crazy this game is. There's nine for KC to win and nine for San Francisco to win. The bigger bet is that there's 12 over and only six under. 
So I'm happy you brought that up. We can kind of dive into the line right now and, and mention it. There hasn't been much line movement in this game overall, and I think at all, <laughs> at all, there's been there's been nothing. The first two days, the first two days, there was a lot of movement, and then since then, it oh, it, it dropped down to fifty three and a half on Fanduel now the total, right? So that's dropped a bit. That's what I. That's what I was going to mention. You know, Jim, if you want to host a show, I can just well, let's go over to the Jim Day Studio. We'll let Jim host a show because hey, he's already. A, he's saying everything I'm about to say season. anyway. I'm gonna talk. <laughs> it's his last show of the season. We might as well let Jim Day host the show uh, for the rest of the hour here. What I wanted to mention was there hasn't been much line movement until now in terms of the total. We see it dropping down to 53.5 over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I'll let you know where the tickets are coming in, where the money's coming in in terms of the total and the side, the money line as well. Uh, but there's no movement in terms of the spread. The Chiefs have basically been around a point, point and a half the entire time that this number has been up. And that's where it's sticking at right now. The Chiefs are a one-and-a-half-point favorite, minus 128 on the money line, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. And the total, again, has dropped down to 53-and-a-half. So, you know, over the next hour or so, we're going to break down uh, our final thoughts on this game, who has the advantages, where they have those advantages, what we think of the point total in this game as well. Uh, But I think, Jim, what you mentioned about you know, we asked 18 experts here at the network, experts at the Sports Grid TV network here, uh, who they think is going to win this game. And it's basically split, right? Nine for the Chiefs, nine for the San Francisco 49ers. We don't see a lot of line movement either. I mean, I, that's what makes this game even crazier, is that normally, look, if you see, if the Chiefs are a three, three and a half point favorite, four point favorite, something like that, you're like, all right, well, you know, I feel pretty good about the Chiefs. That means, you know, Vegas is leaning one way as well. There's nothing. There's no line movement. They, like, you ask, you know, 10 different people, more often than not, you're going to be split. You ask 100 people, it's going to be close to 50-50 right now in this game between the 49ers and Chiefs. So uh, I'm very interested to see what you guys have to say regarding this game for the next hour. George, what do you think real quick about this uh, totals dropping down a little bit here? Uh, it seems like some under money coming in here heavy on a Friday. You know, on the site that I use, uh, I mean, I can't use FanDuel. I live in New York. Uh, the site that I use, the over-under is 55. Interesting. All right, I mean... I mean, my site's always a little off, and it's usually off the wrong way for me. I never get it where I want it. But a point and a half, I mean, that's a lot. I'm shocked. When Jim said 53 and a half, I assumed to be at 54. I said, they're always, they're always something like that on all spreads. It doesn't matter. Money line spreads over. They're always a little off here. 55, though, to be a point and a half off. Uh, now you know why I'm taking the under. I think that's just too high. I think if you're, if you're betting San Fran, you almost have to take the under. Because I think if you think Kansas City's going to win, it probably goes to a higher scoring game, more like 31-27, something like that. Either way, I'll be honest, I doubt I'm betting the game on Sunday or the over-under. I know Gabe yells at me for that. How can you not bet the game? Well, if I don't feel strongly about it, I'm not going to bet it. Props, however, will be a completely different story. I will bet a truckload of those. But I don't think I'm betting the game. I think it's going to be a good game, and that's all I want. Give me a close game. I'm happy you brought that up, George, because, again, you don't have to bet on the side. I don't even think Jim Day's going to end up betting on the side in this game. Bet with what you're comfortable betting. If you like props, go ahead. You want to go into the novelty props? You want to bet on the coin toss, the Gatorade, the MVP, whatever it might be? You want to bet on the total? It doesn't matter. Bet on what you are comfortable with. Don't listen to anybody else. All right, when we come back, we'll dive more into the game here. Fantasy Football Frenzy live on the Sports Grid TV Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. 
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Football Frenzy live on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Frank Stanfield filling in for the closer, Chris, Chris Ventra. Joined by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Getting you ready for the big game, Super Bowl 54, Super Bowl LIV. This, again, is the final episode of the Fantasy Football Frenzy for this season. Wrapping up the fantasy football season, the football season uh, in general, uh, until... I don't know. I'm not going to put an exact date on it, but you know, things start to ramp up around July in terms of fantasy football. People start diving in a little bit more. Then I know Jim's doing it all year round, so he probably thinks I'm crazy right now. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe around June, July uh, is next time we can expect to see the fantasy football frenzy, guys. I mentioned I, I was going to give out the the handle and the total amount of bets that are being bet on the game right now. I uh, will. Kick it off. This is according to the to the DK Sportsbook. I got this from Mike Cardano earlier today. Uh, and 72% of the handle is on the over for for this game, 54.5. And 76% of the bets are on the over in this game. Uh, and then we see in terms of the spread, we've got 72% on the Kansas City Chiefs, minus 1.5. That's for the handle. 70% of the bets on the Chiefs when it comes to the money line. 65% of the handle is on the Chiefs, 53% of the bets on the San Francisco 49ers. So that's uh that's kind of interesting right there. You know, 53% of the bets uh here on San Francisco, but 65% of the handle on the money line are uh, going to the Kansas City Chiefs once again. Guys, I kind of want to just run through, you know, the matchups for this game. Obviously, look. The Chiefs have the advantage at quarterback with Patrick Mahomes, even with how great the, the 49ers defense was this year. Uh, in terms of their, their DVOA ranks, they were second in defense. The San Francisco 49ers were second in pass defense. They were 11th in run defense. For the Kansas City Chiefs, their defense was not so bad. 11th in DVOA, 6th in pass defense, uh, and then 29th in run defense DVOA as well. Uh, we saw last week they limited Derrick Henry, the past three weeks, really, uh, this Chiefs run defense has really, really tightened up. Jim, I'll start. I'll throw. I'll, I'll throw this one your way to start. I see people talking about Patrick Mahomes on social media, other networks, and they're throwing around crazy terms right now, like the greatest of all time. Now, here's what I'll say about that. In terms of accomplishment, he hasn't done that yet. He, we haven't seen enough. He's only This is only his second full year as a starter. But if you look at what he's done in his first two years, MVP, first time as a full starter, his second season as a full-time starter, he's here in the Super Bowl. So I think people are kind of projecting forward here. And I think what they're really talking about when they, when they say he's the best quarterback already, Jim, and, and you've seen more quarterbacks than I have, uh, admittedly, obviously, in your life, uh, but... When it comes to Patrick Mahomes, I think it's the things that you see him do already. The talent that he has, right? Like, we've seen really talented quarterbacks, but what he does, he's kind of like resetting the quarterback position, if that makes sense, in terms of like, 
the capabilities that we can, what we can see quarterbacks do. Does that make sense to you? And what do you think about some of these claims that you know Patrick Mahomes might already be one of the best quarterbacks that we've already uh, that we've ever seen in the history of the NFL? From a talent and skill level, he is. There's no doubt about it. Like you said, the things that he can do, there's not many people in the history of the games that ever been able to do what he does. But the fact of the matter is, you can't start calling him that till. You know, he's got to get a few more years under his belt. He's got to be able to withstand year in and year out and stay on the field. And, you know, we, we just don't know. We, we already saw he had, you know, that little injury this year that took him out of a few games. Even when he came back, he wasn't quite right right away. So, it, you know, he's going to have to be able to withstand that. He's going to have to be able to go a few more years. But he does have the possibility. He has the talent and he has the offense around him as of now. That you know, we could be looking at another dynasty type player here. He's got that kind of talent level, but there's just too many other things that have to come together for that to continue. Another matchup that we'll have to pay attention to throughout the course of this game, uh, revolving around Pat Mahomes, George, is the pressure that he's going to be under. Right, look, going up against the the San Francisco 49ers, this pass uh, this pass rush that they have uh, with with Bosa and, and D Ford, and they can do it without blitzing which is the crazy part, right? So they can drop guys back into coverage and they could still bring a lot of uh, pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Here's the problem, George. Patrick Mahomes under pressure this year. I looked this up yesterday. 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, a 70.1% adjusted completion percentage that was fifth among quarterbacks this year while being pressured, a 95.1 NFL passer rating while being pressured. That was second in the NFL behind Drew Brees. So, you know, how do you see that playing out in terms of you know the 49ers causing pressure on Patrick Mahomes? That's obviously one of the keys to this game. But I mean, based on these stats, George, does it really matter all that much? Because Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, even when he's being pressured. And this is where the uh, you know lies, damn lies, and statistics. We can find stats to support any position we want to uh, any position we want to push, because you can also find a stat that tells you. Well, that San Fran defense doesn't do well against mobile quarterbacks. Of course, most teams don't do well against mobile quarterbacks because it's it, you don't know where they're going to be. Uh, they did do well against Aaron Rodgers. They didn't do well against Russell Wilson. You know, Mahomes, in my mind, is much closer to Russell Wilson than he is to Aaron Rodgers. I think Mahomes is the uh, probably the best quarterback in the game now, although I do completely agree with Jim's assessment. I don't think you can make that statement as far as uh, the greatest ever until talk to me after he's at least played five years in the game, if not eight to ten before I'll uh, go that way. Uh, you know, being able to play, availability is more important than anything else. We'll see. I think uh, Mahomes will be fine. I think he will be pressured. The Kansas City offensive line is, at best, good. It's not great. Certainly not a, a brick wall there. So I think Bosa and company will get there. But Andy Reid's also had two weeks to prepare for this. And his record, when he has uh, the bye week, is very, very good. He'll have uh, ways to get either max protection or get Mahomes out of the pocket. He's, he's not just going to be a statue seven yards back and say, hey, come and hit me. So uh, I think uh, Mahomes will have a fine game, not really worried about the pressure or anything else. I think Once again, they should have been in the Super Bowl last year. They weren't because of a stupid offsides penalty, not because of anything Pat Mahomes did. A stupid offsides now, George, penalty? to that comment. Oh, Frank, can I get in a yeah, quick go ahead, go ahead. to that just, comment? Yeah, host, him- host the show, Jim. Just it- go ahead. okay no problem frank um andy reed is 21 and 8 against the spread in his career when having at least 12 days to prepare including 2 and 0 this season and i just wanted to get that in because it just fit right with george's point 
Jim, of how good I'm Andy Reid does when he has an extra week to you prepare. You are inside of my mind. Again, look, if you want to host a show, what I was about to bring up was <laughs> Andy Reid teams are 23-4 and four straight up and 18-9 and nine against the spread all time after a regular season or postseason bye. Since joining the Chiefs, Andy Reid is 7-3 and three straight up and 6-4 and four against the spread with an extra week to prepare. So, look, Jim, we're on the same page, buddy. We've got the same notes. We've got the same stats. We're trying to figure out how to fit all these in. But you're right. Look, Andy Reid, in his career, whenever he's had that opportunity to prep, Look, he's uh, the numbers. The numbers don't lie, or or maybe according to George, you can kind of make the numbers say whatever you want. You can manipulate them here. Uh, and in terms of pressure, I'll kind of just lay out uh, these final stats here with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they led all teams in the NFL this year in sacks, 57 total. That's including the playoffs. They have nine uh, in the past two playoff games. Here, uh, they had three last week against Aaron Rodgers. They had six in the first playoff game against Kirk Cousins. Uh, but on the season, the San Francisco 49ers were sixth in pressures per game. They allowed the third fewest pressures per game. Uh, and according to Football Outsiders, they were 15th in pass protection. Their offensive line. The 49ers, they have a great offensive line. More so for run blocking, and that's kind of displayed here. They're 15th in pass protection. All right, middle of the pack out of the San Francisco 49ers. The Kansas City Chiefs. 13th in pressures per game. They're ninth in pressures allowed per game. And they're fourth in pass protection, according to football outsiders. So that's their you know, adjusted, uh, adjusted line rate that they have, adjusted sack rate, rather, that they have over at footballoutsiders.com that uh, is, a, is an analytical tool that they use uh, to kind of calculate how great an offensive line plays uh, in pass protection. And according to this, the Kansas City Chiefs actually have the edge. They, they were fourth best in pass protection this year uh, as opposed to the San Francisco 49ers who were uh, right there in the middle of the pack. And look, when it comes to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Gucci Garoppolo, I know you're on his props, Jim. And we'll talk about Jimmy Garoppolo more when we come back. It seems like he is a little bit undervalued in this game. I will agree with that. But at the same time, we have seen happy feet from Jimmy Garoppolo this year. In games where he's been pressured... He looks a little bit antsy in the pocket, so uh, I think that that's going to be a key for this game as well. We'll talk about that and more next here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy, live on the Sports Grid TV Network. Full-time fantasy. The question that I've had with Chicago is, is Mitch Trubisky the answer there? I know the answer is no. But the question is, do they know the answer is no? Right? Do they know he's done? Because if they know he's done... They easily could go and sign Cam Newton. They easily could go and sign Andy Dalton. Weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey.
Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com backslash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Back to you, Frank. Are you sure you want to throw it back to me, Jim? Because, again, look, if you want the show, you can take it over, man. you got some good Don't Andy Reid stats, me, some good I'll, trends. I'll take over. i got no problem with taking over. <laughs> Look, it's the final episode of the Fantasy Football <laughs> Frenzy. We, we might just need that. We might need Jim Day here to to, uh, to take over the show. Uh, welcome back, everybody. I am Frank Stanfield. No Chris Ventra today. You heard the fantastic read from Fantasy Taz Jim Day. George Kurtz with us as well. Uh, and before we hit the break, I was highlighting how the, the Chiefs offensive line from a pass protection perspective has actually played better than the San Francisco 49ers this year. Again, the 49ers pass rush is better than the Chiefs, so those things kind of cancel each other out. How did Garoppolo do under pressure this year? Five touchdowns, five interceptions, 69.5% adjusted completion percentage. That was actually seventh best among quarterbacks. 74.3 NFL passer rating under pressure. That was 15. So right in the middle of of the pack among starting quarterbacks uh, this year. George, we'll kick it off with you this time. I feel like at times this year, look, we've seen Garoppolo have big games. Against the Saints, they put up 48 points. I know he had some other monster games against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, obviously, the Cardinals' defense was what it was. They weren't a great defense this year. Uh, they were, and In fact, they were quite terrible. They were a very bad pass defense. The Chiefs' pass defense ha- has played much better this year. They've actually been a strength of the defense, and uh, specifically over the past couple of weeks, they're on an eight-game winning streak. So I just wanted to get your thoughts in terms of what you've seen from Garoppolo while under pressure, because I feel like, especially in big games, it might have been like the Seattle Seahawks in like a, a Thursday night game or a Monday night game where he was kind of antsy game, yeah. all over the place uh, when they were causing pressure. And Seattle... This year was not a team that actually was good at getting pressure. The Chiefs are actually better than the Seahawks at getting pressure. So uh, tell me what you've seen from Garoppolo in that regard. I think the stage might be a little big here for Jimmy G, just me personally. What do you think, George? In that first Seattle game, I, I know the game you're talking about, Jimmy G was terrible. He, he was bad. He really didn't have a good game at all. I think for the most part, Jimmy G gets a bad rap. I know one of the most entertaining parts of this show all season long have been Chris and Jim going back and forth. Uh, Gucci, Jimmy G. I mean, I, I think he's marrying Jimmy G. By the way, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what's <laughs> going on here. And then Jim putting him down. Uh, so it's been fun, fun listening to this all season long. I'm curious on Sunday, and Jim's brought this up during the week. What will Shanahan do? Do you if it ain't not broke, don't fix it. Let's run the ball. Kansas City not good versus the run, so let's let's not let's run the ball. Most of Coleman, how much he can play. Or do you try and catch him off guard and let Jimmy G throw the ball? You know, maybe they won't be uh, def- looking to defend that. I'm curious to see what that uh, goes as well. I think if this game comes down to Jimmy G having to throw the ball, I mean, having to throw the ball because they're down 10 points, down 13 points, I think they're in trouble. I think Jimmy G is a, a good quarterback, not great by any means, and maybe good is even too strong a word. Uh, but I think he's a capable guy. Is this stage too big? I mean, he's been, I know he hasn't played. But he's been a two of a Super Bowl, so he knows the format, what's going to go on here, and that sort of thing. It's just playing in it. I think I might be much more worried about Jimmy G if you switch the defenses. 
you know, if he was on Kansas City and he had to go up against the San Fran defense, I'd be much more worried about him. I think he'll be okay, but I don't think the, uh, the Niners want to rely on him to win the game for them. While we're talking about defenses here, uh, let's bring up Steve Spagnuolo, right? Someone who's been here before in the Super Bowl defi- uh, devised the Giants game plan against uh, the Patriots back in 2007 in that Super Bowl, where at the time the Patriots were the highest scoring offense in NFL history at the time. And the Giants ended up winning that game 17-14. to Jim, as I, you know very well, I know that you're a Giants fan and you know, probably one of your favorite Super Bowl moments, I would have to imagine, is the Giants knocking off the, the Patriots in that game. Steve Spagnuolo is kind of known for doing just this, right? Devising a defensive game plan for a specific offense. Now, again, it, there's some gamesmanship here because, like George said, you don't know what Kyle Shanahan is going to want to do early, stick with the plan that's got him here, or, or maybe kind of uh, surprise people a little bit early on in this game. How do you think that plays out with, with someone like Steve Spagnuolo who has that history of devising game plans in big games like this in the Super Bowl? Well, see, this is the whole thing with this game. I mean, you got two really smart coaches that will definitely change things around, bring new things to this table. So it's really going to depend on that. The one thing we know, San Francisco, the first look you get out of their offense is definitely not what you're going to see when the play starts. Now, they're going to move. They're going to have people on the move the whole time. Um, and because of that, you know, you can set up certain things. You just have to be able to move pieces around quickly. and. It's going to be a real tough tough test for Kansas City because San Francisco has gotten really good at just opening holes, uh, big holes. I mean, defense is nowhere where they think they need to be, and that's just how San Francisco's been winning all year by creating those type of open gaps, open spaces. Um, so that's going to be really key for Kansas City. How do you stop that? How do you stop that overreaction? That's what I think happens here. Too many defenders overreact to a look and then get caught with their pants down, basically looking the wrong way. And I think that's what Kansas City has to get a handle on the most. Don't overreact. Stay in your key position. We don't want anyone caught with their pants down here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Uh, But we're hitting the midpoint of the show here. I want to switch gears a little bit because for the first half of the show, you might have thought that we were broadcasting from Kansas City. Everything that I I was kind of painting here was kind of slanted towards Kansas City. Now I kind of want to switch gears and and kind of paint the picture of how San Francisco can end up winning this game and and the matchups that might favor them here in this spot. And it all starts with the running game, obviously, right? With Raheem Mostert and, you know, everything that he's been through in his career. Last game out, 220 rushing yards against the Green Bay Packers, four rushing touchdowns, a monster performance from Raheem Mostert. And, you know, He has all the motivation in the world. He spoke about it after that game, that he looks at the list of teams that cut him. He has the dates written down of every team that has cut him. I believe it's seven teams that cut him before he made his way to San Francisco. And now Kyle Shanahan, surprise, surprise, is getting the most out of Raheem Mostert. And that's where the Kansas City Chiefs, for the most part this season, struggled. They were 29th in run defense DVOA. They allowed 4.77 yards per carry to opposing running backs this season. That was the fifth highest rate in the NFL. The past three games, they played much better. They limited Derrick Henry under 70 yards. Carlos Hyde under 50 yards. The final game of the season against Leonard Fournette, he uh, or the I believe he only had 66 yards, whatever it might have been. Um, but the the run defense has played better. But that is where you can take advantage of here, George. So. Uh, we spoke about 
Raheem Mostert yesterday uh, scoring a touchdown. You like that prop as well. Uh, we know that this is one clear advantage for the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. The question I will ask you is, do you think we'll see the Chiefs kind of sell out again to stop the run and basically dare Jimmy G to beat them? Because I remember a play two weeks ago where, and the broadcast kind of uh, highlighted this, where the Chiefs defense played goal line defense at midfield. Goal line defense. Everybody at the line of scrimmage stopping the run. I'm telling you right now, you do that against Kyle Shanahan, he is going to pick you apart, George. I agree with you. But that's the game within the game. It's what makes it so interesting. Will Reed do that, as you just mentioned. Sell out, stop the run, make them do what they are un- sort of uncomfortable in doing, and that's in having to throw the ball 30, 35 times. I would want to. I don't know if I'd say sell out, but I definitely want, I'm not letting most of beat me. I mean, Green Bay, I mean, the, 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 the seas were parted last week or two weeks ago for, for most. I mean, anybody could have run through those holes. It was, they were huge. It looked like they weren't even trying. Uh, so, some of those ones made me think it was like at the end of the game, we let the guy score on purpose and get the ball back. That's what it looked like. Here you go. Go ahead. You know, why, why, why don't I just usher him into the end zone? Uh, I think Kansas is going to watch Jimmy G. If I'm going to lose, I want Jimmy G to beat me. I'm not negative. It's not being negative on Jimmy G, but I want to make teams uncomfortable like Bill Belichick does. I don't want to let the big guy beat me. So I'm making them uncomfortable. Make Jimmy G, find George Kittle, find Debo Samuel, get the pressure on him, see if he can get his happy feet. One thing about Jimmy G, he is a statue. That's the reason why his prop for a rushing yards is three and a half. He does not move well. You mentioned happy feet. Let's see what he can do if I'm hitting him. Jim, I know that you are typically, when it comes to fantasy football, the tight end whisperer, right? You are a big Gronkowski fan, and we have two of the best tight ends in the NFL. Maybe the two right now. Probably the two best tight ends in the game right now between George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. But another clear advantage here with the 49ers is the matchup. The 49ers themselves on defense have been much better against tight ends this year than the Kansas City Chiefs have been trying to defend tight ends. That's why I like the George Kittle props, and we spoke about that uh, yesterday here. So, look, if you're, let's get inside the mind of Jim Day, the defensive coordinator, right? If you're selling out to stop something in this game for the 49ers, what is that? Like, are you trying to sell out to stop the run, but also double teaming uh, George Kittle? And you'll kind of let Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders beat you. How, how do you think that plays out here, Jim? Yeah, I don't think you. I, I agree. I don't think you could sell out one way or the other. I just don't think you can. Um, and it has nothing to do with Jimmy G. It has everything to do with Kyle Shanahan. Jimmy G has done well uh, when he's had to throw, and most of that is due to the fact of Kyle Shanahan's play calling, because his receivers have been the most wide open when he throws of any quarterback in the league. And that all comes down to Kyle Shanahan. It all comes down to Kyle Shanahan. This Sunday we'll find out Shanahan going up against Andy Reid. Super Bowl 54, it's the Chiefs and the 49ers. We'll give our final thoughts, our game predictions, uh, and our picks we come back here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy live on the Sports Grid TV network. Don't go. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Thank you. 
it all comes down to this Super Bowl 54 this Sunday, Super Bowl LIV, Fantasy Football Frenzy, live on the Sports Grid TV network. I am Frank Stanfield. Chris Bavona downstairs. I heard a little giggle when we were coming back from break. Uh, it's going to make me cry. I was about Is it to say, because yeah. of this lovely song? I understand it's the final episode of uh, the season for Someone the Fantasy died? Football Frenzy, but... I mean, dude, yeah, we're supposed really. to get hyped up. We're cry. supposed to get hyped up for the Super Bowl. We're not <laughs> supposed to be. What a wonderful world. You know, when I was downstairs before the show, I asked for, uh, can I get Freestyle Friday? I basically got the opposite of Freestyle Friday. I got a you know, Funeral Friday, basically, based on that song. Uh, but nonetheless, we still do have the big game this weekend, Super Bowl 54. I just want to go over some of these numbers once again. Here we go. 72% of the money is on the over 54 and a half. This comes according to the DraftKings Sportsbook. 76% of the bets on the over as well. When it comes to the spread in this game, we are seeing 72% of the money on the Chiefs, 70% of the bets on the Chiefs as well. This one's interesting to me, and I want to just get your thoughts, thoughts real quick on this, George, from a betting perspective. You are a betting man. 53% of the money line bets are on the San Francisco 49ers. That's for the money line. But 65% of the money is on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, George, when you see something like this, the, the tickets versus money disparity, does that influence you in any way? Because I know normally you'll hear that that's a public versus sharp kind of thing, where if you see a higher percentage of the tickets on one side, but a higher percent of percentage of the money on another side, that's kind of like a public versus sharp kind of thing. And here we do see that more percentage of the, the bets, the tickets coming in on San Fran's money line, but more percentage of the actual money coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs money line. So uh, do you take that into account at all when you're handicapping games, George? Of course I pay attention to it. But, you know, I also have to go by what I believe. You know, well, uh, the stats that I'm going to use. So I, I don't think it's like almost like in a fantasy league where I don't use one piece, one firm piece of data is going to make up my mind for everything. I take everything into account and look at it that way. You know, I, I don't think this to make, oh, my God, means I must have to bet that way because all these um, all, everybody else is betting that way. Or because I got to go against it because everyone's betting that way. I don't necessarily go by that. It depends how I feel. Uh, I'm not the, you know, I do gamble, I, but I don't consider myself a gambler because I'm not gambling at every game. I said, Gabe gets mad at me every time when he, oh, are you betting on to, no, I'm not, I don't like the game. I'm not going to be, you're a wuss, that sort of thing. I don't look at it like that. I don't have a feel for this game. I don't. I think it's going to be a close game. Obviously, so does Vegas. That's why the spread's 1.5. Uh, and I think it is pretty, pretty close to a coin toss. When we made uh, that little spreadsheet where uh, the 18 analysts said, well, who are they going to uh, pick? I made mine on uh, a Tuesday. That was, what, 10, 11 days ago. And now I'm tending to lean more towards KC. But I also <laughs> have to catch myself. I want KC to win, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. So am I, am I leaning towards KC because I want them to win? Or because, uh, you know, I, I think they are going to win? And I'm not so sure yet. You know, I do hate San Fran. So uh, I'm a Cowboy fan, so I can't like San Fran. So uh, I had to catch myself doing that as well. But I pay attention to it, Frank. But I don't think the disparity was the 13% is enough for me to go, ooh, wow, that, that's straight. It's only 13%. It's not really out there. Alrighty, some final stats and trends that I have for you before we get the guys' thoughts on the game, their final thoughts, their game prediction, who they think they will win, uh, and what they're doing here with the over-under. 
Both teams in this game, the Chiefs and the 49ers, are 7-1 straight up and 6-2 against the spread away from their home stadiums this season. The Chiefs have won eight consecutive games by an average of 16.13 points per game. Uh, That includes wins against the New England Patriots, the Houston Texans, and the Tennessee Titans. The San Francisco 49ers were 8-1 straight up when Jimmy Garoppolo passed for 248 or more yards during the regular season. The over hit in six of those nine games. The Kansas City Chiefs were 8-2 straight up and 7-3 against the spread when Patrick Mahomes passed for 275 or more yards in the regular season and the postseason. In San Francisco's three losses this year, they allowed opposing defenses to convert 17 of 48 third downs. That's a 44% clip. The Chiefs boast the league's second best third down rate as they've converted 47% of them to date and just over 53% over their last three games. So again, the 49ers have struggled on third down in games that they've lost. That obviously makes sense. And the Chiefs are one of the best teams all season long uh, in terms of converting on third downs. Uh, And they've been exceptionally uh, much better in their in their last three games as well. We mentioned the Andy Reid stats and trends earlier on in the show. So just to make your head spin a little bit more before you give us your final predictions, we'll kick it off with you, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Uh, let us know how you see this game playing out, who wins this game, who you're taking from a spread perspective, and what you would do in terms of the point total. Give us a, a winner uh, and a final score prediction here. Jim Day, the floor is yours. Okay, well, one last thing. San Francisco is 1-9 outright and 3-7 and against the spread in its last 10 postseason games as an underdog. So I wanted to get that out there. Um, I, I have it. I'm still what I had, like George said, 10 days ago, whatever we had to put that in. I'm still in the same place. I think Sam, uh, Kansas City wins the game, um, and I have it right now as 27-24, which puts me at the under. Uh, I know every, most of the money's going to the over. Most of the bets are going to. I get all that. I just, as I play it out in my head, I keep coming back to 27-24, so I'm going to stick with it. Usually find that my first thoughts are usually my best. And you have uh, Patrick Mahomes as winning your MVP as well, right, Jim? Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of my props. And, George, you, you've turned me into a degenerate, George. I put in 19 <laughs> prop bets on this game. Uh, we've never heard oh, yeah, sweeter words. He's been- He's been calling me a degenerate all year. Call 1-800-GEORGE-KURTZ for gambling help. Uh, help. I don't want to hear it. 1-800-GEORGE-KURTZ. To help out Jim Day with his prop bet addiction. Uh, Gabe Morenci <laughs> would be proud as well uh, in terms of placing that many prop bets here on the Super Bowl. Uh, George Kurtz, look, we we laid it out. We laid out uh, you know, how Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes do under pressure, uh, where the advantages lie for the Kansas City Chiefs, where the advantages lie for the San Francisco 49ers. Again, this spread is what it is for a reason. On a neutral field, playing down in Miami, the Chiefs a one-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, we're seeing the total 53-and-a-half at the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's at 54 over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. George, give us your final thoughts, your predictions for this game. Who wins, and what do you have as the final score here, George? I am definitely waffling. I am definitely <laughs> waffling. I do believe that if you're going to pick San Fran to win, then you always have to go the under because I think it has to be a lower-scoring game. I don't think they can win a high-scoring game. I don't think this will be that San Fran-New Orleans game. I don't, think, I don't think they want to play that game. Where if you're going to pick KC, I think it does lean towards the over, but the over is so high. So uh, I'm definitely waffling, though. I'm, uh, I know I picked on the, uh, the Davis Maddox spreadsheet. I picked uh, San Fran, but it seems like every number we can find, I am a numbers person, it all 
goes towards KC. Most of them go to, towards KC. And Cincinnati, uh, I'm going to hope for them to win too. If I am going to bet on this game, it would be for KC now. So I'll change my pick. I'll give away the point and a half here. And I hate to do this, but I think I'm, with the over-under on my side, 55, that's too high for me. I have a score that's similar to Jim's. I have 31-23. I think San Fran may be settling for more field goals and not quite getting those touchdowns. So I, uh, it's, it, goes, it goes against everything I'm saying here, but I'm going to go with KC and the under. KC and the under there for George Kurtz. But you notice with both, with both uh, Jim Day and with George Kurtz, they're still right around that point total. I mean, look, these odds makers... Uh, they're the best in the business for a reason, man. I think it's going to fall right around that number as well. Me personally, uh, I've been on the Chiefs um, since right after the games ended in the conference championships. You know, I wanted to hammer the Chiefs at that point, and then I I kind of grounded myself for a second. I'm like, all right, hold on, calm down a second. You know, you, you want to hit the Chiefs hard here, but you got to respect the San Francisco defense. And, and look, the moniker is the motto is defense wins championships. Right, so that kind of gave me pause for a second, and I do think that the 49ers are probably the better, well-rounded team. However, they do not have an MVP at the quarterback position. I know Chris Ventura; he might be listening in some somewhere right now, you know, throwing his phone against the wall or you know, throwing his laptop against the wall wherever he's listening or watching. But it's a clear advantage here, man. Patrick Mahomes, and I, I think in a big game like this, on a big stage, the biggest stage of all, to have an MVP quarterback uh, like that at the Chiefs' disposal, I don't care what defense he's going up against right now. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game, and my final score here is going to be 31-28. So I would take the over, slightly over, but again, uh, I'm not going massively over. Neither of these guys are going massively under. Uh, so... We're right around that that point total, uh, which we're seeing again anywhere between fifty three and a half up to fifty five at some books uh, as well. But I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs. We're all on the Chiefs here, guys. So you know what that means. Uh, come Sunday night, we'll be uh, we'll be watching Jimmy Garoppolo and Raheem Mostert uh, raising the Lombardi Trophy. Isn't that right, Jim? But then I'll hit a bunch of my props. So you know if that happens, that's why. That's why I'm I'm with George. I'm not betting on the game. I'm not betting the over under. I think it's all too tight for me. I, that's why I go through the props. There's so many props to like. There's plenty of them that come out well if you really do the research. And uh, I'm just going to stick with the props. <laughs> and there's a prop out there for everyone. Look, we went over a bunch of them yesterday. They have a bunch of crazy props involving like the national anthem, the Gatorade color. I heard Gabe earlier today on the morning after talking about how uh, someone leaked a story that they ordered a bunch of purple Gatorade. Uh, so if the Chiefs win, they can honor Kobe Bryant by getting purple Gatorade poured on top of their heads. And now you don't know if that's actually happening or if someone's doing that so that they can get better odds on a different color. It's all craziness right now going on with the Super Bowl. You bet on the coin toss. If you want to get started early in this game, uh, you could bet on penalties and uh, things involving referees. And, and George mentioned someone getting carted off the field yesterday. So there's all crazy kind of props and player props and, and parlays over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I mentioned one that I do like yesterday. Uh, that's Tyreek Hill and George Kittle to combine for 200-plus yards and two touchdowns in this game. Uh, and you're getting that at plus 550 at the FanDuel Sportsbook. So, look, if you don't want to bet on the, guy, uh, the side of the game... Can I get one more point in, Frank? Go ahead, Jim. I just want one, one other prop I saw this morning that is kind of intriguing me now is will there be a scoring drive that takes less time than the national anthem. 
I saw that one as well. I saw, I saw that, that one as well. Too. And you know what's crazy? I, I, I keep coming back to it. These are two. Yes. Both, both of these teams have big yes. playability. Right. Exactly. So I think that they're, yeah. I the I'm, I'm really looking at that. That, one, that might be number 20. That might be number 20. The, the, go ahead. You got to get it to 20, Jim. I mean, at this point, you're at 19. You might as well get it to 20. And I agree. Look, we saw it. Even like the Tennessee Titans defense was great throughout the course of the playoffs. And then they hit the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs went down the field like that. They scored in, what, 30 seconds? It was crazy. George, this is one that I actually kind of like. It wouldn't surprise me. You have big playmakers on both sides of the field uh, in this game here, George. I like that. I need some cl- clarification. I saw that one yesterday as well. And uh, what I mean is, does a return, is that, a dr- is that considered a drive? So in other words, you get an interception return, touchdown. Well, hey, did I just cash? Or does it have to be a drive? What about a kickoff return? Punt return? Yeah, I don't think they consider Those that. Yeah, I, 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 that's a good question. Right, they're technically that's not a fair question. That's a good question, but I don't know. Yeah. That's definitely a fair I, I question. Think I think it has to be offensive there. drives. But even if it's only offensive drives, right? I mean, between Tyreek Hill and, and Miko Hardman and Raheem Mostert, who can break a long one out from anywhere, uh, that is one that I think Middle makes a lot of Kelsey. sense here uh, <laughs> as well, Jim. Uh, I, You know, guys, before we sign off here, we mentioned this is the final episode of this season for the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Uh, and all jokes aside, I know BFF's Frenzy, we have our... Uh, you know, we have our little storylines that we like to, to do here for the fans, uh, but I think you guys have done a phenomenal job all year long. You helped a lot of people win fantasy football championships, uh, and it was great having you guys uh, on the network, uh, but this will be the final episode of the Fantasy Football Frenzy. So uh, just from me, personally, I just wanted to thank Jim Day and George Kurtz uh, for the job that you guys do. Uh, you do a phenomenal job throughout the course of the NFL season uh, and throughout fantasy football prep as well. Coming up next... BFFs with myself and Greg Sussman. This was the Fantasy Football Frenzy live on the Sports Grid TV network. Let's go, Chiefs! DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm going to miss you. Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. George, if you want to elaborate a little bit on the, on the kill prop, whether you like it or not, uh, and then go into your pick, you're up, buddy. I certainly don't mind it. I mean, I like Hill and Kelsey for that matter as well. I'm wondering who uh, on the defense for either side is going to cover these guys. So uh, I don't mind it. It wasn't going to be my first pick anyway, so he did not snipe me. Uh, as you said, there's a million props. I mean, uh... You can go. I, I made 24 props on the Super Bowl last year. I anticipate doing somewhere around that number this year as well. I, I like props more than I like the actual games uh, or the over-under as far as that's concerned, as far as gambling is concerned here. I'm going to go with the rushing game here, though. Uh, Kansas City's had trouble with the rush all season long. They've been decent against the pass. Actually, they've been good against the pass. So I'm going I'm to – San Fran wants to run the ball, right? They're good at that. I'm going to go with most at any time scores. Uh, I got minus 145 here, so I'm going to keep on that. Raheem Mostert gets in the end zone here. Tevin Coleman, I think, will play in the game. He's got the, he dislocated that shoulder, sort of did what Emmett, Emmett Smith did back in the uh, 93 season. When he dislocated, he was able to play through it. I think the same thing will happen here. But I think Mostert's going to be the guy here. He's hot. He's scoring touchdowns. He's fast. I think he gets in the end zone. Give me Mostert, anytime score, a minus 145. And I like that as well, Jim, uh, George. And the reason being, 
I kind of spoke about Moser yesterday. I don't really like his rushing yardage prop because it's kind of inflated based on what we saw last time out against the Packers. Obviously, he goes for 220 rushing yards. His prop now, I've seen it 77 and a half, 78 and a half. Tevin Coleman might still play in this game. Matt Breida potentially has you know a small role as well. Uh, but the Chiefs have done a good job of limiting rushing yards in the playoffs to running backs. Again, they limited Derrick Henry to 69 yards. They limited Carlos Hyde to, I believe it was like 45 yards uh, in that first game as well. So I don't really like the yardage for Mostert, but I do agree with you, right? The total in this game is 54 and a half. You have to imagine we're getting at least five, six, seven touchdowns total between these two. Raheem Mostert is probably going to score one of them. So I think this is a pretty good pick as well. Uh, Jim, if you'd like to elaborate on either Kittle or Raheem Mostert, uh, and you are up with the third pick of the Super Bowl prop draft. No, I definitely have no problem with Mostert uh, scoring a touchdown in this one. I think he does. Uh, Tevin Campbell, uh, Tevin Coleman is still banged up, not quite ready. Who knows if he's even going to be ready for the game. So that definitely puts the ball more firmly in Mostert's hands. Uh, so I don't mind that bet at all. Kittle scares me a little um, just because you know, when you. you look at that, that number, he's only done that. He's only gone over that number seven times this year. He was under that number seven times during the regular season. And, of course, we know he's been under that number in both of the playoff games because they didn't have to throw. I do agree with you, though. Uh, I did talk about this with, with George and, and uh, Chris, that I do think that Kyle Shanahan's going to come out with a different game plan and want to throw the ball more. Mm -hmm. I know he's not going to be, be able to do just eight passes. So uh, I agree with all of that. I'm just a little worried about Kittle going over the number.